Freedom Junkies. I'm Betsy Dewey, your host, Freedom Junkie Radio, the podcast that takes your freedom to the next level. Today, we've got Sachi Cabral with us. And Sachi is an American citizen, right? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and But Sachi is from Brazil, and we're going to find out about how long she's been here. I love Sachi. She and I keep crossing paths. We're part of a group together that studies our rights so that we know them. And Sachi is a powerhouse. She blows my mind over and over again, so I knew I needed to have her on the show. So welcome, Sachi. I'm so glad you're here. No, thank you. Me too. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah. Okay, so... You and I have a lot of things to cover. We're going to talk about visiting your sheriff, because you did that. Yes. We're going to talk about not wearing masks, because you don't do that. <laughs> no. We're going to talk about being free and your perspective as, a, as someone who moved to the United States. And, and you love it here? Oh, I love it here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a great country. Yeah. Uh, and I want to talk about Brazil and what's going on. And I want to talk about our situation because you and I've had some conversations about what's going on in the world. And your perspective to me is um, really awesome. So um, why don't we just start with um, the state of things things seem to be quickening in a way where things are just getting kind of weird. And, and what, what's your perspective on, on, the, on the current situation that we're in? Well, I think we all need to learn our rights. And the reason why I love the United States is because it gives us that chance of being free, which other countries don't have it. Uh, for instance, Brazil doesn't have that, you know. I think if we see this from a global perspective, um, for instance, Brazil right now is in complete lockdown. It has been in lockdown for a year and people are starving, you know, so the current uh, state of things, it's, it's very daunting to me, you know, because it's, it's, if we don't do anything, if we just sit idle and see the whole world crumbling in front of our eyes, we are not going to have freedom for much longer. And I think if we see also from a perspective, that's not about a pandemic, it's not about a virus, it's about control. It's about globalism, it's about, you know, uh, um, totalitarianism and communism. And if we see things from that perspective, it's, it becomes a lot clearer what the plan is and where we can stand to protect ourselves and, you know, pretty much save the planet for the future generations. Okay, and you said that your greatest concern is for the children yeah. and for the next generations. And yeah. I think that that's a really great place to come from because if you're concerned about that, I just read someone had written that if we go extinct, it's not just everyone on the planet that goes extinct. It's all the future generations that would have been. So, yes. So I think if we, if we bring back the Native American wisdom that whatever we do today, we should measure our actions and how it's going to affect you know, the future generation, seven future generations. So what we do now, it will have ripple effects seven generations from now. And it is, I th to me, the target are the children. You know, I think that they are manipulating and infiltrating in so many levels that children, if we don't teach them, they are not going to know how the world was before they were here. And it's very concerning because I have a daughter and I love her and you have your kids and you love them too. And I'm, I have a lot of compassion for all the children. 
because they're brilliant little human beings and we were children one day you know so if you put if you think back when we were kids you know and how we were brought up and the values that we learned and pass it along then these things can you know survive and 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 just it's nowadays with children are not learning and their education is delegated to the state and the state does not have their best interest in mind if you think about a regular life for a child they they leave their house at 7 a.m some of them spend stay in school until 3 but some of them stay until 6 p.m so what time do these kids have with their family like two hours before they go to bed and they have homework to do and if you look at the school curriculums these days it's all about brainwashing like kids don't go to school these days to learn you know math and writing and reading only like they're learning all sorts of other things that they shouldn't be learning family values should come from the family not from the state not from a school that you know has other interests in mind yeah they're learning that america's bad there's this whole 1619 <laughs> um curriculum that's coming out do you know about that not that one no well we've always said that our country kind of began you know our found our foundation began in 1776 the Declaration of Independence. Of course, we were here before that, but there, this person or people wrote this curriculum that it no, it started when there was all the slavery it was happening back in like 1619, and it's talking about how white men are so bad, and how right, and how white people are bad, and if you're white, you need to feel bad, and everybody should hate you, and um, so even the the older generation, my parents' generation, are coming out against this, and, and they're like, wait a minute, we don't want to change historic the history of america you know now some of what we've been taught certainly is incorrect for sure i don't know when all that began um but so yeah what they're being taught in school that that we really need to consider people's skin color again we were really there in my opinion we were because i grew up in the 70s and 80s in houston and skin color was very irrelevant you know, I totally disagree with that. You know, I come from a country that's very mixed. Brazil is a mix of all races. It's the most mixed country in the world. And we get along just fine. That's what I'm saying. You, know, you, what do yeah. you, you said you disagree with. I was I saying that racism yeah. was not a thing. No, I don't disagree with you. I disagree with what children are being taught right now. Right. I disagree with this whole racism thing. Why are we teaching children racism? I know. You know, we can get over it. Yes, there are mistakes that were made in the past, but what's the necessity to keep perpetrating that? Right. We have no need for that. Right. Why does it matter? Isn't skin color irrelevant? Why are we? Why do we keep digging up this old ghost and bringing them? It alive? is. It's, it's a lot of resentment, and it, it feels like the because it divides us. Right. It's another division. It's the the skin division, the class division, the gender division. You know, all sorts of different the religion division. But we all come from the same source. So it doesn't really matter. Like people can have, be individuals and have their faith and their, you know, uh, the beliefs that they have. Although I think beliefs are very dangerous because just because you believe something, it doesn't mean it's real. So I am very careful with beliefs. I'm a, a truth seeker. I seek for the truth. I am very, very, you know, about beliefs. It's just like people fight over beliefs. And you and can I change your beliefs. You can change your yeah. beliefs. So I don't think it's worth it. I think we should seek for the truth. And I think from that point, we are all part of the same creation. And we do have the divinity within us. And that's what we should focus on. 
not like what your skin color is different than mine and this and that. Like my daughter, for instance, she never knew what skin color was. She never made that distinction until she went to a public school here in, when we came here to Texas. It's like, you know, why are you teaching my daughter this kind of mm -hmm. stuff? Yeah, no, my kids grew up with my, my dearest friend is black and my kids grew up with her kids and never color was not an issue exactly until it came up and it was a black history month or something that they have to you know like separate these people and it's like why are we separating them and then the whole blm thing and all of it and i had to explain to my children well there's this this division yeah. that never what didn't exist in your mind yeah children would not grow up thinking skin color was a thing they see it i mean obviously you see yeah, of course it they see I mean, it we look different blonde brunette redhead yeah. you see it but you know that's not that's not like it's fine it's a part of the beauty and one thing that fascinates me with nature is the expression of nature like the different kinds of animals and insects and plants like it's infinite so why wouldn't would it be different with us you know everything is beautiful like if we look from a beauty perspective i think the beauty is in the difference although we all seek the same and we have the same needs for happiness and fulfillment this is what unites us but if everybody was the same it would be so boring you know there would be no diversity and i think the beauty is in the diversity of nature and the creation so yeah, I, I think there should be a total reform. If we want to talk about education, it's a whole, yeah, you know, that subject is. that we can talk a lot about. But well, we so we were talking about how going visiting the sheriff and um, last night at the group that we meet at, um, one of the things that was brought up was not just visiting the sheriff, but visiting the school board. Uh, the school boards have been infiltrated. You were talking about that. Yes, they have. And I, for instance, I don't understand parents right now that don't take charge of their children's education. And one a part of the plan, you know, the plan was to forbid parents from looking at the curriculum in schools. They wanted to do the distance learning and they wanted somehow control what the children are learning without the parents have access, having access when to it. You, like, what are you trying to hide? Right. And the fact that they are making children wear masks right now. Like, I don't know if people... Probably some people know this, like the hypercarnia and the hypoxia and how the rebreathing your own carbon dioxide can really hurt your health and set your body off balance and you can develop cancer and asthma and all sorts of different diseases and even viruses that have been inactive in your body that you can, you know, they can become active because your immune system goes down when you're wearing a mask. So, and parents are allowing this to happen and it actually causes irreversible brain, neurological brain damage the wearing of a mask. So where are parents? I think parents are extremely um, passive in all this. Mm -hmm. They should be taking charge of their children's health, their education, and they have, the, the school boards have been infiltrated. Uh, last year I met with Nubia and she works, you know, for um, like the Republican party and she's been involved with school boards. And one of the things that she told me is that there was this school board in Austin that they were trying to adopt a curriculum from Canada about sexual education that they use over there with children 17 years and above. And they wanted to adopt it here for three years old, starting at three. It's like, seriously? Okay, so <clears throat> years ago, 10, 15 years ago, when I first was learning about Agenda 21 at the time, now it's Agenda 2030, and if you don't know what that is, you need to educate yourself about that about five years ago. 
or 10 years ago, um, back when people thought I was crazy for talking about it. And now they're like, oh, that's all happening. It's all, it's all happening. And it, it was all, all out in the open from the, from the get-go. And one of the things they said that I found so hard to believe, I experienced cognitive dissonance when I read it, but it was that they were going to infiltrate. It wasn't just this idea to take over the world and create a one-world government. It was very nefarious and very planned down to details of sending people in on a local level and infiltrating judges, school boards, things like that. And I'm like, how are they going to do that? How are they going to find that many thousands of people to go in every community? That's like hundreds of thousands of people. I didn't think it seemed possible. Somehow, it's obviously happened. It has happened. And that's one thing. There's so many layers to this problem. It's like they, they have, they, they, is like this power that is, and it's just a few people. It's not that many, you know, it's like a very small circle that controls the governments that trickles down to, you know, it goes trickling down and then until it gets to the local communities. But there's so many layers to this problem. They have infiltrated the uh, health uh, community, the insurance, uh, the hospitals, the universities. What hap what's happening in universities right now, it's so concerning. The cancel culture, like if you don't think like the majority, you're canceled, like you're not, your voice is not going to be heard. And that's very concerning. And, you know, the schools and the police force, the government, the, and now they want to use, they want to weaponize the businesses to push their, you know, policies and their agendas. And that's exactly what happened in Nazi Germany. They used the businesses and the churches to push their agenda. Like if you follow this, what we want you to do, you can stay open. But if you don't, then we're going to shut you down. And people need to study this kind of stuff because they think the government wants the best for them. That's not the case at all. They want to enslave us. So I think people really need to wake up and realize because for COVID, for instance, there are treatments. There are several treatments that we can take. You know, nobody needs to die from this. People need to get out of their state of fear and start thinking for themselves and address the problems that we have. They're very urgent. They are, you know, they're at our doorstep right now to enslave us and we are not going to let that happen. Okay, so how would they, what, what would that look like? What's, <clears throat> what's enslave us look like? Well, enslaving us looks like not having food to eat if you don't follow the agenda, uh, you know, not being able to function in society, not getting a job, your kid cannot go to school, you have to get a jab that's forced on you and can poison your body that's how you're gonna you can't fly anywhere it's like you're not gonna be able to function okay so you and i are on the same page about a lot of stuff we 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 know about the masks and that that it was a a farce yes. and we know that these jabs these injections uh, are not an immunization we know that it is an experimental possibly very nefarious thing that is meant to harm a lot of us. Well, it has now, been harming. Right, it has been harming a lot yes. of people. Hundreds of thousands of people have been harmed. And okay. 4,000 people but, have died. So people who know this, know this. People who are willing to think, you know, you talk about this stuff to certain people and they look at you like you have four heads, but you're the one thinking. Like, if you can change my mind, I love that. Change my mind. If you can change my mind, I love you. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and I'm open-minded. I'm willing to be to consider anything exactly and so why so so the people that are awake and and are are like yeah no this doesn't make sense with well, the stuff that's going on right now is nutty cuckoo and 
in so many ways and they're awake and they get it and we find each other and we give each other a big hug and a big high five and we're like yay but the majority of people are still fast asleep and these parents who just send their kid off and these business owners who are like well i've got to do what they tell me to do and how do you wake up the people who are fast asleep and they're their fluoride drinking pineal gland that's a question that comes up a lot like what's happening how can we wake these people up but we've we've been extremely opened at least with our circle of friends until i met you and all these wonderful people that we've been meeting but like before i know a lot of people lost either their families because they think differently or their comp whole circle of friends and it has been a question like because I've been sharing, for instance, with my family in Brazil, like this is what's happening for a year, just as, as an example with this cousin of mine. And she has been participating in all, everything that I know I would send to her. And the other day she told me, I'm gonna take the vaccine that's been produced here. And I was so disappointed. I said, after everything that I showed you, you're still considering this. Like, I'm going to pray for you because there's nothing else that I can do. So I don't think that people can actually wake up. I think what I tell them sometimes, like, you know what? You need to do your own research. I can provide you where you can find the research. Here it is. And if they don't want to look at it, that's really their choice. I don't think they can wake up if they want to. But it's, it has to be a personal decision. Like, okay, I want to look into this because this doesn't look right. And I'm going to step out of this fear mode that I'm in and, you know, just give it a chance. And step outside your comfort zone because it is not comfortable out here. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not comfortable to go to businesses and have to face them and tell them I'm not going to wear a mask and get into a fight or flight mode. It's not fun, but I'll do it. I do it because I think it's extremely necessary not to comply. We can't be compliant with this because it's a sign of submission. And that's what they want. They're doing this to say, okay, let's see how far we can get you know like let's see how submissive people actually are and how much we can control them and i bet they're laughing behind the scenes you know like look at them they look like you know a whole bunch of mind controlled not thinking bunch of sheep because they are not challenging this and there is a cure you know there is a cure out there like people can just snap out of it but i think it's a personal decision i came to that conclusion like i can provide the research I'll give, you know, all the places that they can look for the information. But at the end of the day, it's their personal life. It's their life and it's their personal choice. And if they, they, they are choosing not to be here, because they, as we know, back in the 70s, when one vac, one, this is not a vaccine, but like this vaccine that killed 25 people, they halted it. Like they immediately stopped it. And now just in the United States in four months, more than 4,000 people already died. Why are still why people are still getting injected? Like, and this has been like we are screaming from the top of the mountains. Like, this is an exp it's a human experiment. It's not a vaccine, and people are still lining up to get it. So I don't think we can save them if they don't want to be saved. Well, and when people think you're crazy for saying something that sounds crazy at first, like oh, you know the 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 injection has a microchip in it, maybe. Maybe it's a nano chip that you can't necessarily detect. Um, that they, if if it doesn't make sense to them, which nothing does at first, because all this stuff is so crazy. Um, they call the the bearer of the news crazy, 
And, you know, Alex Jones has been vindicated so much in the last 10, 15 years. Well, actually in the last year, because everything he was saying, and the whole world jumped on him. Oh, he's crazy. That guy is super crazy. No, he, he had done, his, he knew all this stuff before anybody. And the microchipping you, that sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. It does and sound it's, crazy. it's happening. I don't know if I don't know if it's part of the injection or not. I saw a video where the lady um, where they're having a magnet stick yeah, to their I saw arm. That too. Yeah, I don't know if it's true. They can fake anything on so I don't trust anything I see. I mean I have to I have to research stuff to a point where I recognize that it's very likely true. And I don't know about that yet. Well, I was thinking about that. Because we lost touch with ourselves, with our own intuition. Like, for instance, ancient wisdom and medicine, they used their intuition and they, they experimented with the herbs and everything, but they could heal people. And not necessarily we have to prove something for us to know that it's right. But there is this thing these days, like, okay, science, right? Science. So we're going to have to prove it to, you know, oh, but it hasn't been proven by science. Yeah, but we know it works. So we can do the research and prove it, but we can still use our own intuition mm -hmm. to, you know, make decisions right. that will benefit us. So I, I kind of have a little bit of, you know, sometimes a hard time when people say, oh, but it hasn't been proved, we should collect more data. Well, I'm not going to be around, you know, people, we have been here hearing so many uh, re uh, testimonials of people who are having, especially women, uh, side effects from being around people who have got the jab. So it's like, I'm not going to wait for science to prove that there is something wrong uh, and then stop, you know, hanging out. With, no, I'm going to stop hanging out with people who took this jab until the actual proof comes out that is not harming anybody. And we know that the science has been fraudulent for years when it comes to the governmental, you know, uh, departments and all of that. So, yep, they're people too. They can get paid off. They can get paid off. And we know there are many documentaries about this and the vaccines and this and that. So we know that the science is fraudulent when it comes from them. And we need to start looking at independent studies, people who are actually speaking up. And the thing that people need to understand is we are on the people side. We are on their side, on humanity's side. We're the ones who want to protect them. Like, Who's we? wake up. Who's we? Like you and me and freedom lovers and people who are actually aware of what's going on. We want everybody on. to be free. We want everybody to be free. We want everybody to be healthy. We don't want anybody getting sick from this thing. We want everybody to live fulfilled lives. We are the ones who want that, like me and you and this group of people that we have that, you know, and all the, the truth, uh, you know, seekers and, and people who are speaking up against this agenda. But for some reason, they believe more in what they see in TV, on TV, than actual human beings who are their next door neighbors, you know. Right. So it, it's something that's very troubling to me okay so i think <clears throat> chances are if you're watching this you're one of the awake ones because you've gotten this far because you can't we can't wake up the people that are that are completely mind controlled by mk ultra the television um so what i would want you to know is how wonderful are these groups that are cropping up around central texas are the first one I went to, um, when I walked into the room and all the people 
had no mask and everyone already knew every it was all these freedom lovers who know that it's actually really good to breathe oxygen and it's actually really good to breathe other people's Pre, you know germs yeah that's what uh -huh. builds up our immune system yeah. now obviously if you're sick you stay home i mean of course, you know, this is the most right this is the oldest thing like you stay home when you're sick there's not much and, to it it's very and simple you, and then during flu season if people are, are getting sick and, and passing stuff around you wash your hands and you take your vitamin c and you know it's just really common sense anyway um Everyone was hugging and there are groups of people out there right now that are meeting and if you're alone, that's the thing that makes me kind of sad. I know that there's people out there who need to gather again and you're not crazy and you may have lost your friends and half your family or the other way around. And, um, but one of the coolest things about COVID has been that the people who will let you go, let you go. And the people who are freedom warriors have bubbled to the surface and we're finding each other. And that's our true community. Those are the, those are the warriors. Absolutely. We didn't have to be a warrior. My whole life, I didn't have to be a warrior. You know, I trained to be a warrior and, and that, thought that was kind of silly. Um, but now this is our time. Absolutely. And um, so don't despair we need to talk about our group our, we have a know your rights group in austin and it's a, a different one than what i was talking about um it started out to meet and know what our rights are and it's really cool to talk about your rights with people because what are our rights well they're not given to us by our government and they're not um they are uh protected by our constitution but natural rights are um god-given they're innate whether you believe in god or not they're they're yours because you were born here as a human being you have the right to breathe you have the right to and actually when i was talking to rocco about this they're infinite because you have the right to scratch your knee you have the right to pick your nose you have the right i mean to pull this hair out or this hair out it's infinite you have these rights that no one can can take away from you and the fact that we have to try to protect those is a little weird in the first place but um, so we got together and started talking about what are our rights? Like we had a night on medical rights. What if you end up in the hospital right now with an injury and they require you to take a vaccine in order to get treatment? What do you do? You have the right to not take the vaccine. What do you do? And so, um, I want to recommend to people to start these groups and if, you were part of the original group. I yes. got in a few oh. weeks after it started. What, um, <clears throat> how could people go about finding a few people to get their, get them started? And you got to be a little bit careful too, because you don't want trolls in there. You've got to find the right people, vet them personally. And so what would people do all over the world right now, or especially in our country, if they wanted to start a group? Yeah. So if they want to start a group, uh, this group started with four of us organizers. Um, that's it. Four, four people. people. Yeah. And now it's 40. Yeah, now it's 40, 40 of us. And we have guest speakers that come and give it. It's a study group, right? So we decided to get together because we wanted to know, to learn about our rights. And uh, you started with the very basics. You first starts with natural rights and then it grows from there. The natural rights are endowed, given God-given rights and it's protected. And, and then you, and then we started, we studied the Declaration of Independence, which is the true document that gives us our freedom. 
And this was a, it's a very important distinction. And then the Constitution was written to limit government powers and to protect our God-given powers in the, that's written in the Declaration of Independence. So the Constitution of the United States is to protect our freedoms. And the amendments, the Bill of Rights, is, uh, it enumerates all of our, not all, but some of our rights. So it's a very important distinction. And it start, we started from there, and then we grew to how to talk to law enforcement, how to work with the sheriff, how to navigate our daily lives without a mask, mask-free because there are actual laws in place that you can use to protect yourself and really your, your body is your private property. So that's the Fourth Amendment and nobody has any business telling you what to do. And the fact that we're having a conversation that we need to breathe air, like we can't survive if we spend three minutes without breathing. So this is like, it's an attack at our freedom for sure. So we just went from there. I would say just get, you know, your close friends or people that you know that love freedom. And um, it'll grow. It will grow. It will definitely grow. And just make sure you vet people as well, like you're saying, that so you don't get, don't attract trolls. But it's, it's a very empowering class because once you know your rights, you can kind of stand in a very empowered position and use it. That's the thing. Use your rights, learn them and use it because these laws are in place to protect us. And I don't think most people know this. Okay. So what I want to say is if, if this interests you, go to freedomjunkieradio.com and I'm going to have a, by the time this posts, the website will be live and there will be a page you can go to that will give you suggestions on how to help start a group. You could also follow Freedom Junkie Radio on the Telegram, on the Telegram app. And uh, if you post something on the Freedom Junkie Radio chat, I'll see it and you can uh, ask me questions. And because that would be a huge service that we yes. could do would be to help these groups grow up all over because the more people who know if you don't know your rights and you don't study your rights you can't protect them you don't even know what they are exactly and i don't think it's been taught in schools for a reason it's, it's not being taught in schools these days all sorts of junk has been taught in schools but not things that children actually need to know. And this is something that passes from generation to generation. It's not if like one of the, you know, if you don't protect freedom right now, there's no, not gonna be any freedom left for the next generation. And this is really at stake at this point in time. And it's global. Okay, and I think some people think, oh, you guys are exaggerating. No, it's gonna not. be fine. That's the frog in the pot. It is. And it's not gonna be fine. It's not. And we need, and the people need to wake up like, well, while they still have time, because we are running out of time. Okay, running out of time till what happens? What does it look like? Until all sorts of, uh, you know, interruptions are gonna happen, like food disruption and supply chain disruption. And you go to a hospital, you can get medical care because you are not, didn't take the jab. And you can go shopping because you didn't take, that's their end game. Like, okay. they wanna control us all the way to the food that we eat. Okay, so the, the, the most important, important thing is, is it this this vaccination has crossed this injection has crossed it's not a vaccination um has crossed over a line oh absolutely 
Yes. Because and, now it's there's a control mechanism in place. And that's the thing. We that's one thing that I always tell people. Do not underestimate these people who are in control intelligence. They are very intelligent. They have they're very resourceful. They have endless resources at their disposal. And they are very powerful. So we are up against a very strong force here. And our strength, like people like us, is in our numbers. The more of us get together, the less power they have. But we need to push back big time. Push back. Start getting involved. Start taking action. Don't sit idle in your couch watching CNN all day long because you're not going to get anything from there. If, if anything, you're going to get more brainwashed. Yep. So, you know, start doing something. Okay, so one of the things you did, which I talked about with Rock, was going and visiting the sheriff. You went. Yes, we went to the Sheriff's Association of Texas, and we talked to the executive director over there. There are 250 counties in Texas, and they're all listed in this um, website, that they have a website as well. He was very, very receptive to our conversation. We spent about an hour, uh, me and Samadhi, talking to him. And this is a very important conversation that we need to have because the sheriffs, like you learned from Rocco, they protect the people. They take an oath to protect regular citizens. And like we us. elected them. We elected them and they take an oath to protect us. So they are the first line of enforcement for we the people. And the sheriff can vet, they can stop the federal government from coming into their county. They can stop anything. They can form a grand jury if they want to. They can deputize people. So the sheriff is a very important uh, figure in this whole equation. And I don't think people, I didn't know this until I started learning. Right. And you, you know what I learned last night? So I've heard about jury nullification for years, but I didn't quite understand what it was. I've been on a jury before um, and nothing had to be nullified. We just had to talk some sense into some people. Um, but that jury nullification, one juror can stand up and say, this, what is it they said? The guy said So the one, the one person can start, let's say you're, you are all judging somebody, right? The person killed someone. Well, if the person killed somebody in, in self-defense, one person can stand, if everybody wants to, that person to get arrested, one jury can stand. They're already arrested. You mean put in jail? Yeah, put yeah. in jail. So one person can stand and say, well, he killed that person because he was being attacked. So it was self-defense. There's nothing to blame when you're trying to save your own life. On the other hand, and then one person can nullify it. But on the other hand, if all of them decide that this person should actually go to jail because you just killed somebody because he was killing he's a bad guy, yeah. because he's a bad guy, then, you know, everybody can come to consent and send this person to jail, but one person can nullify it. And it's just these little things that we don't know. We don't know how powerful we are. These are these. This wonderful system was put in place for the we the people. Well, and that's the thing. It's government by the consent of the government. We don't consent to this. I don't consent to this. I bet you don't consent to any of this. <laughs> I know. It's like people think now that the government is this super powerful, uh, tyrannical, giving orders kind of entity. And it's actually not. We are the ones who pay them. They are there to serve us. So we have, we choose to take our power back and hold these people accountable because we can't hold them accountable. They take an oath of office. And whoever is in the health, field like CDC or NIH, these people, they're not elected officials. And 
we need to hold them accountable for their lack of responsibility, what they're doing to people right now. It's, it's, these are crimes against humanity, Betsy. And when are people going to realize that? It's like, wake up, you know, like how much more do you want to be enslaved? And it's very sad. It's extremely sad. It makes me sad, you know, that there's so much separation now. And because people are shedding this thing that we don't even know what it is, this is a completely new technology that they're injecting into people. The mRNA. We don't know what it is. They're exper experimenting. And what people, I, I just read an article today that they are trying to pass this bill that will start vaccinating 12 to 15 year olds. And we don't know what's going to cost them because their immune system is stronger. Uh-huh. And they die at less than 0.01% of if you get COVID. So why even It's less bother? than the flu. Yeah. This is obviously a, 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 a larger plan. Yeah. And another thing I want to say, they're trying to eliminate the elderly because the elders are the ones who pass the generational values, like the, you know, all these family values and the generations that this is how we pass stuff along to the next generation. So they want to get rid of them so that the young people don't know what's going on. What, what, what went on? Yeah, there's so the many things I've heard that I can't corroborate. I, I don't know if, you know, if I, like you'd have to intuit whether it's true or not. You know, they say they're not teaching cursive in school anymore so that the kids can't read the Constitution. And I'm like, well, but the Constitution has been typed out many times. What, what you don't know then is you can't read the original document. You don't know if what you're reading is exactly is is truly what is said there because they do change. Uh, the, the publishers of things do change. They change the and original. Like, and like Vince had last night, like try to go to the original printing because every time they do a new edition, they take out words and they modify it and they modify it so that once you know it's in the tenth edition, like it's not even probably not even close to the first book. So it's, it's, it's like I said, there are a lot of layers and things that we need to tackle right now. But if people don't know their rights and they don't know where they stand and what they can do to protect themselves, it's gonna be very hard to defeat this. So we've talked about visiting the sheriff, which there's gonna be um, help for people to do that on okay, my website. Okay, I wanna touch on that a little bit more. So visiting, why are you gonna visit the sheriff? Right? What are you going to say to them? So visiting the sheriff is to find out if they're a constitutional sheriff. What are they doing to protect your rights? Like there's a conversation, there's a PDF that you can go through the questions when you're visiting them and you actually are going to find out where they stand. Can I have that PDF to yeah, put on my website? I can send okay. it to you. So that's the objective of visiting the sheriff. And if they're not constitutional, you can vote them out of office. They might lie to you. I'm just going to say that, you know, they might say they're oh, constitutional, yeah. but they're not. I love the Constitution. Yeah, but, you know, if, and, and we can track their work. Like we can, mm -hmm. you know, we're watching you. Like you're going to go there and visit them. Like we're going to, you know, make sure that they understand that we are watching them. We're here to make sure that you are constitutional. And if you're not, we can remove them from office. And people need, should know that. And, you know, or if they don't, they can learn. Like, just like we're doing. I don't think people realize what Agenda 21, the plan is, that's written out in front of us. It's totally changing the subject, but um, not really, because the sheriff is on our side, on our team. He's supposed mm -hmm. to be, for supposed the people. And they want all of us living in city centers, all of us, every single human being. The children are not raised by their parents. And what I'm about to tell you sounds crazy, but it's the plan. I didn't make it up. It does sound crazy. That's why when I read it 15 years ago, I'm like... 
first of all, I got angry, but then I'm like, this can't happen. Well, it is planned, and I watched it happen in Austin. The way that they're um, making cities now is to where people will live above. The, it's very European. You're very Euro. The way people live in city centers with the shops on the bottom, and you live up above. And instead of spreading out across the countryside and growing your own food, there's no food growing. There's no pets. You... Um, you can't leave the 10 miles of your city. You can't own a car. You can't have air conditioning. Because none of these things are, take the word, the evil word of the decade is sustainable, which sounds great, but it's one of those words that got hijacked. Yes. Every time you see the word sustainable, you need, or green even, you need to question the source. Um, we aren't allowed to to go out on the land they're going to own 90 percent i think i can't remember the percentage of the land that will be owned by the federal government no one can even go there you won't be able to go to federal parks they the, well, the national they, parks they're trying to stop that already like they're trying to say and chris is one of them like you know that we want to support his work because they are criminalizing nature and the city parks that he wants to go and teach children survival skills the, the, he just got, you know, a message from the city that he need that all the children need to wear masks and stay six feet distance. And he said, no, I'm not going to do any of this. Like, this is not, you know, we need to decriminalize nature. And we need to really go back to our roots, you know. Like, we are human beings. We are a creation of this planet. We don't have to live in fear. We have an immune system. And if you think about it, like, why these governments or whatever, they don't even touch about on the immune system. They don't teach people how to eat right. And I'm a holistic nutritionist and I work with health and other health devices and medical devices that are non-invasive. But if you start studying, like when I was studying the nutrition aspect of it, like some studies for food are funded by corporations that have no interest in people being healthy. So of course they're not going to show you the, the, the studies, you know, of course they're going to hijack it because they have monetary financial interest in people keep, for people to keep buying their products. And, and, then, and then big pharma. So you have big food and big pharma and they're all in cahoots keeping everybody sick. And if you can't step away and see that, see that, you know, the average American who's 25, 30 pounds overweight, Yes, exactly. E eating garbage and taking pills. That there's a weird there is a, cycle. A, yeah. We can be healthy. We can be healthy. And it's like... We don't need any of that. If you go back to the root, your roots of eating natural food, not industrialized, not processed, full of chemicals and, you know, depleted of any nutrients, just go back to eating food. Like that you buy the grocery like department. If you look at a store, the healthier foods are in the you know in the around the store and the junk is in the middle on the aisles yeah right. in the aisles so if you go around is where the natural things are and you know and yeah cook at home don't use the microwave and drink like filtered water not tap water because tap water is contaminated with fluoride which actually calcifies your pineal gland and you lose your connection with your spirit so if you think about it, you know, we are spiritual beings and we are in this form. And to me, life is a gift. You know, I think we can have a blissful life right now, a fulfilled life. We have all everything that we need to have an amazing life. We just have to get rid of this, you know, enslavement government who wants to enslave us.
Do you know what people can do to decalcify their pineal gland? If you've been drinking city water, you've got a calcified pineal gland. And like Sachi just said, apparently it's the center that allows us to feel connection, um, spiritual connection. And if you're feeling devoid of spiritual connection, that would be a good, a good a, start. A good. Uh, yeah. So what, what can people do? Well, first of all, stop drinking tap water. Stop drinking the tap yeah. water. You have to filter it. And there's all kinds of filtration systems. You yeah, can, you have can to filter it. And, you know, preferably a filter that filters out the fluoride. Stop using toothpaste that has fluoride and uh, do a detox, detoxification. Uh, make sure that your blood is flowing properly because without proper blood flow in the microvessels, we cannot detox. How can you make sure your blood's flowing properly? Get a lot of exercise, uh, do some earthing, like walk barefoot because that puts your body back into balance with the vibration of the earth, the frequency of the earth. And we are very depleted of that these days because we are always isolated either with shoes. So for instance, you can choose shoes that have different soles, like not rubber soles because rubber uh, um, isolates you from the from earth. So, or do earthing shoes or just walk barefoot every day that will set your body back into balance and, and do a detox and get exercise for sure because that makes your blood flow faster. Okay. Yeah. And we, the, one of the medical devices that I work is for microcirculation, but we can talk about that later. Maybe you can put a link on your website. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and it, it is amazing for blood flow. It causes no harm, you know, it's a very great... I wonder if tapping, I've heard yeah, about tapping. EFT. Mm -hmm. Tapping like this also helps. And um, breathing exercises also help, you know, to detox because you bring more oxygen and then your, your body can actually get the proper amount of oxygen that we need. So there are a lot of techniques specifically for, for the fluoride. I don't have anything off the top of my head, but I can research and you know, maybe we can post something okay. on the website. Yeah. So I want to change the subject again. Um, you, we were talking briefly before we started rolling about some Intel you've got on the shipping container situation right now. Yes. Tell us what you know. Yeah, so the shipping container situation is, is very concerning because ships, especially the Long Beach port, they are not being allowed to dock. And the price from the Trump administration to Biden's administration during Trump was like $3,000 to handle one container. And we're talking about containers that are coming from China right now. Uh, when Biden got into office the first day, it, the price was uh, rose up to 3000 You mean? No, 6000 mm -hmm. Double on the first day. And then in March, it, the price was 9000 And then now it's 15000 Okay, so why, why don't we know? Why doesn't anyone know this? I don't think this is something that they want people to know, like so many other things. And, and you, so you know this because of... Because my friend... Uh, his sister works with handling containers and she called him and told him start preparing because we are going to have a supply chain interruption. Businesses don't have money to pay $15,000 to handle one container. And this is just the handling of the container, not to mention all the other fees that they have to pay once the container is on the ground. Like once it has okay. docked. Yeah. 
so if you know anything about this chime in on telegram probably the best place or comment on this video because <laughs> i'm so fascinated by this um where's that money going if it was three thousand dollars to handle a shipping container during the trump administration and now it's already bumped up five times to fifteen thousand where's that money going why it, it almost it doesn't make sense you know like who how that that's private business we uh we were sailing uh, just a month ago we were sailing in south florida and we sail right past that the port of miami where they're doing the big you know the yeah. machines are, are stacking all those um thousands of shipping containers and if it costs where's that money going fifteen thousand dollars a to handle a, a container i want to know Me so too. where so this is you would have to say hearsay it's um from sachi's friend's sister who works with the shipping containers saying all this and i've been we've been seeing it happen we know that the supply chain's sl slowing down we know that it's almost it's on almost on purpose obviously well, there was the evergreen um shipping the ship that got stuck in the suez canal mm -hmm. about a month ago yeah and then we just heard about this hacking of the oil system that's like we're apparently not going to have gas eventually so yes if people look at the event 201 it was this um almost like a how do you call it it was like a training you know like a simulation oh, you a mean, pandemic, you a mean pandemic simulation oh this pandemic this pandemic event 201 2019 they had this called event 201 and if if you go and look at it, it was like a pig virus. It was just a different, uh, you know, vehicle. No, I know transmit. about it. Event, yeah. event 201, you're saying. Yeah, event 201. And they, it's the whole simulation for the pandemic. And even it's a script, okay? It doesn't matter to them if this is real or not. It's a script. And they have this script that they want to follow. Even what the reporters, the journalists say during the, the simulation is what journalists are saying right now. Right. They so knew. they're using everything <sighs> step by step. <sighs> you know, it doesn't matter if the jab is... Well, and you know, there's one planned for 2025. 20, the SPARS pandemic is planned. Everything you can look it up. Jo Johns Hopkins University, there's a, there's a white paper on it. The SPARS pandemic is supposed to... The SPARS pandemic is supposed, to, <laughs> is supposed to last from 2025 to 2028, and it's supposed to be a whole lot worse than this one was. But I don't think they're going to wait till 2025 to unleash the next one. Well, it, it's, I don't know, you know, it, we know because they have to publish this stuff. But like, for instance, in 2014, there was this whole document published on the Rockefeller website that was the delineation of all the policies and how to do, create a pandemic. And it, it's all there. And how to create a pandemic. How to make a pandemic. How to, you know, so it's all laid out. And see, this is where it sounds crazy. <laughs> it, and it's like, okay, we've watched enough crazy movies to think that, you know, this stuff. But it's true. It's I'm all sorry, this stuff is it's true. true. It's true. Yeah, it is crazy. These people are crazy. You know, they are crazy. They have this hunger. It's not enough for them to have all the power in the world or all the money in the world. They want enslavement. They want the control us to the food that we eat, to the air that we breathe. It's not enough for them. But we don't have to comply with this. We are, you know, individuals, complete individuals who do not have to go through any of this if we say no. And I think the more people wake up, the less power they have because we can just say no, enough is enough. You're not going to do this to my children. You're not going to do this to me. You're not going to do this to my community. And this is going to just vanish. Okay, so we have to stand up. 
we do have to stand up and we have to start, you know, connecting again with each other and with the planet because we are so disconnected right now. We came to a point where we are so manipulated by everything that we see, by TV, by our comfort zone, you know, our, our easy lives. We just go to the grocery store, get some food, or we want to go here, we want to go there. We have all the, these easy things that we can do to make our lives comfortable, but like, yeah, and this is provided by these huge corporations that, you know, want to benefit from all of our money and our efforts, but we, they're also making us work to death and not have time for our families or our children. And then the children have to go to school. Well, and, and the work know. to death thing is so interesting too. When, <clears throat> when you talk to someone who's really versed in our rights, our natural rights, that, you know, I've always heard as a libertarian that taxes are theft. They're not just theft, it's slavery. You take it to another level. And if this doesn't, if you don't know this, you need to. If you're paying 30% in taxes, let's say just make it easy, you're paying 33%. So a third of your money is going to taxes. <clears throat> What's a third of the year? Four months. For four months, you are working as a slave. Exactly. Now, we've been trained that, <clears throat> oh, it's our civic duty. We've got to pay for the schools, and well, that's local taxes. We've got to pay for, oh, all that stuff that the federal government does. What is that? War on other countries, for the most part. That's pretty much what our, and they don't even need our taxes. They're printing money like crazy. You get me going on this. Um, it's Federal illegal. Income tax is illegal. It is not, it is 100%. It never, it never was a thing until 1913, 1917. The Federal Reserve was in 1913. It's one of those two years. And we, in fact, there's people who know that it's been illegal now since, was it, you were talking about Gould and what he yeah, did? Yeah, 1999. Tell us, tell us about that. Yeah, so Russell J. Gould, he, uh, he's the postmaster, you know, um, of the world. And he works with quantum grammar. And he was able, just by analyzing the grammar on that document that created the U.S. corporation, to nullify it. Because the way it's written is all wrong. Okay, so the U.S., the United States is a corporation. All countries in the world are corporations, for the most well, part. Well, it wasn't until these powerful people, whoever, Rockefellers, you know, like uh, all these Rothschilds and all these families that we've been hearing, about. hearing about. It wasn't a, a corporation until, I think, 1871 or 1913, I'm not I sure I think it which, was 1871, yeah. yeah. Then they created the U.S. corporation. But the way the, the document was written, Russell J. Gold was able to nullify it in 1999. So right now we don't have a government. He nullified the corporation and to bring back the republic, we need 30,000 people in each state because he has the whole thing is already ready. But we need this support from each state, 30,000 people to be able to bring back the republic. Okay, again, it sounds crazy. How could one guy do this? Because people need to study this, but he could do it just by the, the language, just by how you write, you write it down. Okay, well, it yeah. shouldn't have ever happened. We no, shouldn't... it should have never happened in the first place. And they are, the, the Federal Reserve is not even in US soil, USA soil, it's in overseas. And it's a private it's bank. It's a private company, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, we're paying all these taxes to this private bank. 
And it's like, and, and then the United States is getting more and more in debt because it's not supported by gold. So we don't have a, you know, right. the gold. Right, we've been, that it's been so bad. Back it off. And on the top of that, it's just printing money nonstop. Printing and, money. And you're getting and, more and more in debt with okay, this bank. And what's going on right now is all the businesses around here are looking to hire and there's no one to, that is willing to work because they're getting checks from the government. They're getting unemployment. And so people wake up. Don't take the check. We've we got to quit. We, we've got to stand up. We do. There's a lot we need to do. And we're going to have to make, I, I think the best thing that can come out of this discussion today is getting people to start their own groups. Yes. And but I want to touch on a point that about the corporations because I try to support local business, but I don't wear a mask. I go to a local business. They try to force me to wear a mask and I'm not going to. And I go in a corporation store. Nobody says a word. So yes, like because... What do you mean? Which, like, for example, corporation For example, store. I could go to... Just a simple example. I go to H-E-B. Nobody says anything. Or, or natural grocers. I go to natural grocers, a good natural food store. They can go and they're not going to ask but you Costco wear makes you wear a mask. Costco does, but like a lot of the corporations, they don't. But well. isn't Costco a corporation? So I don't understand. Costco is, but it requires a membership. So okay. it's different. Like when they require memberships, like a closed club, so they can make their own rules. But if you go to a regular business that has their doors open to the public, like for instance, I want to go to a coffee shop. Like I went to the coffee crema the other day in Austin. The woman was so rude and the manager, extremely rude. She I, didn't even let me talk. She didn't want to listen to what I had to say. And I was very upset, you know, because I want to support local businesses, but they just don't. So yeah, one place that I go, H-E-B, they never ask for a mask. Some of them do, but if I tell them I have a medical exemption, they don't bother me and they respect it. And that's all I want. You want to wear a mask, go ahead and wear the mask, but don't try to force me. That's all I want, respect. Well, and there's no mask mandate in Texas anymore. Yeah, exactly. But the businesses, for some reason, they think it's okay to do that, but it's not. Well, out here, I live outside of Austin, that I haven't worn a mask in eight or nine months. But you know, out here is a lot better because it is. it's the Hayes County. Yeah, Austin, in Travis Austin County, cuckoo. cuckoo. You can tell that it's an Agenda 21 city okay. because it's only Travis County. You go anywhere else in Texas, there's no problem. But in Travis County, oh, and the other day at the UPass store, I went to UPass. We're not going to serve you. I said, well, and first of all, I think people should know this because it's a place for public accommodation. They cannot discriminate against you. And the, the whole thing, oh, this is a private business. Well, you're a private business, but you are, you are a private business that serves the public. So you have to, you know, have public accommodations and they can, cannot deny service based on that premise. And that's another thing that people need to learn because I don't know they, if they know this. But anyway, I went to UPS. The guy said he was not going to serve me. And I got out of there and I went to here in Dripping Springs at the UPS. No problem. I called the guy before like, do you require? No problem. I went to try to get ice cream. I wanted to support Amy's ice cream. I started having like a, a my heart, you know, like maybe an anxiety kind of because I get I, my heart starts beating fast. It's like because of all the mask signs and I didn't oh, want an, an adrenaline rush. Yeah, I didn't want confrontation. So I just told my daughter, Sophia, let's go. Let's go somewhere else. And I called Buddha, a coffee, uh, ice cream store. Do you take people that? Yeah, come on over. So it's Travis County. Oh, and the guy at the UPS store, a customer. Because like I said, this, there is no mandate anymore. There's no mask mandate. Oh no, but Travis County has it. Austin has it. Like he was supporting this. Like you were a customer, you should be, 
you know, I, whatever. I just took off. I, I left and I just, I am tired of, of arguing with people. So I, I'm not going to give them my money. I'm choosing where I spend my money mm -hmm. these days because I don't think that's fair. And all I'm asking, like, be respectful. You want to do the thing? Go ahead and breathe your, your poison. But don't try to force me to do that. And that's the problem right now. Like the, the, like people stepping over other people's rights, you know, like trying to force this or force that. This is not okay. And, you know, I haven't talked with anyone about it. I know about all the stuff that's in the vaccine. What's, what, why would you tell someone not to take a vaccine? And if you're on Telegram, you already know. But most people aren't on Telegram. And because uh, that's where free speech is. And if, and there are, I don't know, 30 or 40 different channels dedicated to vaccine deaths and vaccine damages. People are posting heartbreaking videos of children that are damaged, that are having seizures now. And this stuff is not being shown to you on mainstream media. Go get your jab. Go get your jab. Go get your vaccination. And uh, so if people are seeing this and they have no idea that the vaccine is, a, is something they should perhaps not do, what would you tell them? Okay, so let's come from the premise that it's not a vaccine. It's, okay. a, it's an experiment, it's an injection that's a gene therapy. So this thing will change your DNA, start from there. And also, I'm not an expert, you know, I'm a researcher, but I'm not, by far, I'm not an expert, but I've watched a lot of doctors talking about this. Uh, one that I recommend is Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Dr. But, Sherry Tenpenny, yeah. and I will put that in the notes. The mRNA, what it does, it's like, it's almost like a medical device, and it will make your cells produce this piece of spike protein. It's like a piece of a genetic code from the virus. It's not the whole entire virus, but it's like this spike protein is this piece of this genetic code from this thing. And it will attack your immune system and might cause a cytokine storm, which is your immune system and how the cells works. And what Dr. Tempenio is explaining is that we have the macrophages, like one and two. One is the one that causes the inflammation in your immune system, so you can, you know, fight back. And the other one is the calming one, like the macrophages that come and calm the inflammation and make everything go back into place. Well, this thing, you're not going to have the macrophages too. So your body is going to get into this fighting mode and there is no way to shut it down. So, and it can cause us all sorts of different diseases. Well, and the other thing, excuse me, the other thing is too, when they did do, <coughs> when they did do testing on animals, yes, the majority of the animals died when they came in contact with a, with a coronavirus. Exactly. So, so why would, so yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a disease that has 99.98 or 9, um, percent chance of survival there are perfectly good uh therapeutics uh, like therapeutics yeah. that yeah you it there's things that cure you from covid there's no reason to take this and people i don't i haven't watched the news in 25 years there was a great bumper sticker in north carolina that said kill your television back when i was there 25 and i agreed i'm like hmm i'm gonna not watch tv and i i'm a highly intuitive person and I'm so much better off when I'm not listening to the news. Someone said that. You don't need that. 
it's the same garbage over and over and over and over yeah, and yeah, over again. Don't. And there's so much of there's wonderful things out there like books and people and instruments to play and there's just so many wonderful things to do with your life besides sit and watch the fear and the propaganda and the brainwashing. It's become so clear to me, especially since I don't partake in it. When I do turn it on, I don't turn it on for five minutes, but when I see it on at the airport or when I see it on at my parents' house or something, the sheer propaganda and in your face with all of it is so intense. It's so obvious when you haven't been, been seeing it. But what I understand that's happening on the TV right now is everybody, it's just, oh, every, get your vaccine. You have to get your vaccine. You have to go get, go get your vaccine. It's the right thing to do. You're, you're do, and it's brainwashing propaganda. And you really don't, you shouldn't be a part of the, um, the control group in this experiment. Let me say something about that because people, they're telling others to take a shot right now. They are partaking in crimes against humanity. And this is not coming from me. This is coming from Dr. Fumich from Germany, the lawyer that has this, you know. Oh, the Nuremberg The thing Nuremberg, yeah. So the Nuremberg uh, trials, they're going to start 2.0. They're going to start soon. Whoever is advising other people to take this experiment is partaking in crimes against humanity. And they might get into this trial as well. So it's like all the celebrities, all the celebrities, <laughs> everybody that's advising others to take part in this experiment, they are collaborating with crimes against humanity. And I don't know if people realize this and they obviously don't because they're lining up to take this jab. Like you go to a place, you can take a jab right now inside your own car. Like this is absurd to me. Like, and, and the fact that the government is not telling people the reality of it. it it's, it's just so, it's, it's a monstrosity. It's, it's like these people are monsters and they're using innocent people who are being controlled by fear to experiment on. And, and literally like the TV doesn't do any good. So I'm part of this, I got this emails from Tea Party Patriots and they sent this request for us to host a house party on Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Oh yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, that movie is amazing. It's from 1939 and it's like towards the end of the movie, it's about the filibuster. And I don't know if people know what the filibuster is, but it's in the Senate floor in, in Washington. When you have a point to make, you don't have to yield the floor. You can stand there, you have to stand the whole time, talk the whole time, and you cannot leave the room. And this movie, and they want to get rid of the filibuster in Washington right now. So that's why they requested us to watch this movie. And it's from 1939. And it illustrates very well the media and how this guy in this specific state where Smith was from, and then he goes to Washington to be a senator, but he was a patriot. And this guy who owned the media and owned businesses in, the, in Smith's, Smith's state he controlled the politicians and he controlled the media and it illustrates We've known so it for a hundred well. years. It's 1939. It's like this movie is a node movie and they want to take the movie out of circulation. It's like they want to erase this movie from our memories. So well, I and they're, they're wanting yeah. to what they're calling pack the court, which would be instead of having uh, nine Supreme Court judges, they want to have some crazy number like 20 or 21 or something. And We've nine works. It's an odd number. 
it it's been this way the whole time we've had the Supreme Court. There's no reason to change it. But if while if you can if you can be the party the party that's in and change it and make more and and put how many more would that be twelve more of one party on there mm -hmm. then uh, for the next for for the foreseeable future the unforeseeable future then then they would and, and uh, the Supreme Court isn't supposed to take sides it's supposed to yeah so be neutral absolutely neutral and determine what is constitutional and what's not <laughs> well i think that's the thing betsy i think people need to take accountability and we as citizens have to be accountable too we we have we have been taught this you know the hero is gonna come or that person is gonna save us or that person's gonna and we keep putting the responsibility on other people but we need to take responsibility for our own lives in the first place you know and and really take back our power because this is not okay what's going on and we are giving we have given these people way too much power and if we keep doing that they're not going to stop they're not going to stop themselves that's what they want so we are the ones who have to stop them but if we don't do anything and just sit there and do nothing and watch the fear-mongering propaganda on tv which they want us to believe you know what do you think is going to happen Okay, so what can people do? Turn off your TV. First thing, turn off your TV. Research. If you don't know where to research, we can provide links and plenty of research, you know, that they can do. They need to start their own groups. They need to contact their sheriffs. They need to be part of the school boards and familiarize themselves with what's going on in schools and demand that children get the education they deserve. There's a lot that we can do. We need to know our rights. We, you know, and just, just take action, really. So many people don't care. They're just trying to put food on the table. And this is, they can't be bothered by this. And it sounds crazy and all that. I think, and, and, you know, Rock was saying it only takes about 3% of the population to, to make a difference. So if this, I think if it's already tugged on your heartstrings, if you're already a, a warrior, if you're already a patriot, if you're already somebody who cares, you're already doing what you can. And I think connecting with people is very important because then it doesn't feel so lonely. Like you have the support, you know, group. And like I said at the beginning, our study group, it's a study group, Know Your Rights. Sometimes we have guest speakers, sometimes we do our own research because we're learning together. You know, there's actually a whole lot more people than I thought. We tried to host a, a, a gathering and said, bring, bring anybody who, who, already knows not to wear a mask and not to get the vaccine you know like bring these people out especially if they're lonely and it became too big we can't host that we can't host thousands and thousands of people so what that tells me is the majority i mean maybe not the majority of americans but a lot of I, us. I think so a lot of the, us the, the, americans want to be free that's why it's in our blood our ancestors came here to be freer all of our ancestors came here to be freer. Whether it was my ancestors, not your ancestors. You came here came to be here. free here. Yes. yes. Uh -huh. And the people that are risking their lives right now, yeah. as we speak, to get here, they're trying to be freer. It's in our blood. We are the people who want to be free. So if this is stirring something in you, do something. Now's the time. Yeah. Agenda 21 is knocking on our door and the the... If they make it to where you can't travel without a 
vaccine or whatever. I mean, we, we, what are we going to do? I would say it's here already. It's here. Agenda 21 is here. But it's not going to be fully implemented if we stop them. But if we keep complying with this crap, it's over. We got to stop complying. And that's why, like, once I got, because I worked for American Airlines last year. And I was an excellent employee. I did, and I knew about this pandemic at the end of January. And I told my man, upper management, like, there's a virus that escaped China. What are we going to do about it? Don't do anything. Just wash your hands. So I survived. We never shut down because we're essential workers. Like, everybody's essential, in my opinion, but whatever. You know, in their view, essential workers stay. So airport was an essential job. And I worked at operations in the airport. I was a customer service coordinator. So from January through May, the peak of the pandemic, I survived without a mask, with, you know, just taking care of myself, immune system, all that stuff. Once the CDC said everybody has to wear a mask, they fired me in five days. Because I said, I will wear a mask when people get near me, but if they are far from me, I'm not wearing one. They wanted us to play theater, like to pretend, you know, once you are in the view of customers, the customer might be far away from you, but if they can see you, you have to wear a mask. I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to protect my health. I know what the harm that this can cause. So I'm not going to do that. I will put it once they come near me. Well, you're insubordinate. I got fired. And since then, my, since then, my fight started. I never stopped since I lost, I, I was fired. I said, oh, you know what? Fine. You want to fire me because of this? You don't value the work that I have here? Okay. That's okay, you know. So I started, I went to protests, I participated in organizing things, you know, I, I tried to find my way around it. And finally, we started this study group, but it hasn't been without, you know, going out, meeting people, making sure that I connect with the right people. They're freedom lovers, just like I am. And we finally got to get this group together. But it's since then, I have never wore a mask again. Like I completely, I didn't never owned a mask and it's actually filthy that thing is disgusting if you look under a microscope it's like it carries so many diseases and i don't think people realize that and i think i see people like throwing their mask inside their purse and we're wearing the same mask for several different days and if people actually realize what they're doing first of all only a medical professional can tell you to wear a mask it's a medical device nobody else Enforcement of a mask policy, it's embodiment of law enforcement. And you can spend 10 years in jail for that. And the medical professional embodiment is one year in jail because you're not a medical professional. And besides that, people in hospital, and then, oh, but how about the doctors and nurses? Well, I don't know if people are aware of this, but when you go into a hospital and you actually have to wear a mask, you have extra flow of oxygen inside the operating room or wherever you are to compensate for the mask it's a sterile environment and once you put a mask on you don't touch it the only time that you touch it is to put it in the trash and you cannot wear this the same mask for more than two or three hours you have to get rid of it and put another one on and then people are just using this thing so yeah medical professionals should be really grossed out by the way people are using masks it's disgusting it's absolutely disgusting. But then, on the other hand, if you look on the medical professionals side, they're either being threatened to lose their license if they give people the medication or tell them the truth mm -hmm. or they get fired. 
So they really need to stand up. We all need to stand up. We do. Now. Now. Now is the time. Don't wait any longer because we're not going to have any longer. We're not going to have time later on. That, like Chris was saying, like when you're just going to start preparing when, when everything goes down. No, this is the time right now. We still have freedom. We have it. And I think Texas is a big, and that's one of the reasons why we came here. Because of what Texas stands for. The freedom, you know, the, the, the very constitution, the, the individuality of each person, the, the Bill of Rights and all of our rights. Like, we, you know, so Texas is a place that is still a heaven's sake. You know, but we have to keep it this way. Okay, you care so much. I have interviewed several immigrants, and immigrants to America seem to see, have a perspective that we don't have. They see the tyranny before we see it. They, we're the frogs in the pot going, it's always been fine, we're good. And y'all are like, no, 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 you're not. What's it like in Brazil? I just want you to juxtapose Brazil to here. So Brazil has been in trouble for a long time. Brazil is, I, if I think, it is the most corrupt country in the world. It's That's a saying a lot. It is true, though. It's a very wealthy country. Brazil has a lot of resources, like gold. We have the Amazon. We have, you know, agriculture is really powerful over there. And we have all these minerals and natural resources and water and this and then the fish, you know, Chimichurri the ocean. sauce. We have amazing resources in Brazil. So it is a very rich country in terms of resources. But the government and the politics over there is so corrupt. And what they did, they rewrite, rewrote the constitution, the Brazilian constitution many times. And every time they make a law, they make a law that benefits the politicians. And the, the distribution of wealth in Brazil is not like here, they collect the taxes and the state gives its taxes and then another portion. All the, the wealth that's collected in form of taxes, they go to the federal government and they redistribute it and send it back to the states. Okay. And in that process, a lot of money gets lost and on the way back as well. And also the taxation, like if you cars, more than 50% of the price of a car are taxes. Food, everything. It's not like here that you go to the grocery store and you see how much you're paying taxes. It's already in the price. So you never know how much, how many, how much you're paying taxes. Okay, so Brazil is not considered a communist country. It's just a heavily... Not yet. But like we had a previous, before Bolsonaro, we had eight years of a communist president. And then we had another four years, not four years because she was impeached, but she was also a communist. And what communists do, they go, they go by the, the, you know, the, the sides, like they start eating the sides, you know, and like the periphery. And then they start until they get to the center. So what I think people here in the United States don't realize, because it has been this comfort zone for such a long time, they don't realize the infiltration. But here they, and they have infiltrated Brazil the same thing that they did here. They infiltrated the schools, they infiltrated the government, they infiltrated the health, they infiltrated the agriculture. Like in Brazil right now, the movement of the it's, there's a name, it's like Saint Terra, it's like people who don't have land. They have these huge groups of people that let's say you are a landowner, but you haven't paid your taxes for some reason. They come and they invade your land 
and they make the federal government disappropriate you from your land and they they give that land to these people and it's a huge problem because especially my state because i come from the southern part of brazil and it is an agriculture uh, you know based economy and over there people have land and they work their land and sometimes you know for some reason one landowner didn't pay the taxes but they're planning on paying it or whatever the case may be and then these people come and invade it they literally invade your land like you are here and somebody comes here and invades your, not somebody like a group of hundreds of people come and invade and camp on your land so there was huge conflicts like armed conflicts of landowners against them and you know so and this is part of the communist agenda and if people study the marxist um, manifesto they will see their techniques and a lot of the techniques are infiltration and in brazil so in brazil because of this problem with the government i i have a i'm a former landscape designer so I wanted to do great things for Brazil and I love ur the urban part of landscape design. So I wanted to design cities and plant trees and this and that. And I could never get anything accomplished because when I would come and talk to the mayor or the environment department or whatever the case may be, it always stopped where, you know, we, you actually are going to get things done, but because of political interests, you couldn't get anything accomplished. So I was very frustrated over there. And, and I was always very aware of everything, and nobody was aware of anything around me. So you said to me earlier that if you were in Brazil, you'd have been arrested by now. Yeah, because I would never confirm, because what's going on in Brazil right now, they, are, they call it a black flag. They are in co complete shutdown, lockdown. Businesses, if anybody, even if you have a little tent on the street and you want to open because you want to feed your family, you get arrested. And the mayors are compliant with so this. So people are starving. People are starving. And it's not like a first world country like it is here where you get all this help from the government. They are getting help from the government. They get like 600 reais a month. Like 600 reais would be equivalent to $100 a month from the government. They can't feed their families. Like what the heck? You know, so, and if you go to the hospital, in my hometown is a hometown, my hometown has 60,000 people. And we know because a hometown that's so small, everybody knows each other. And we know doctors that work at the emergency room and the hospital. There's only one hospital in the town. And three to four people are dying a day. And they're saying it's from COVID. It's not from COVID. It's from negligence from the doctors. They're giving them the wrong medication on purpose or not giving it at all. And then the person passes away and they say it's from COVID. It's the same thing that's happening here in the hospitals. But it's a small little town. And if this is happening in my hometown, it's like the rest of the country is completely taken over. And people are dying. They're starving to death. You know, they're becoming desperate. And what are they supposed to do? Bolsonaro, the president, is very supportive of opening up. You know, he wants, he always wanted it to open up. He never wanted a lockdown. But because other governors or mayors, they're communists, they follow the agenda and whatever is not a communist mayor or governor people are free to exercise their business or their their freedoms but states okay so i'm confused so for, it's not coming from bolsonaro it's not coming from the federal government no, but the not. federal government is very corrupt you were saying it is very corrupt but he well he is up against the senate and the house of representatives they are totally most of them are communists so they want so it got infiltrated a long time ago oh, and when yeah. you take over people's minds you win you win and what their plan right now and this was recorded 
like there was, you know, some kind of whistleblower. They recorded one of these communists in, in the federal government saying like, let's make the people, the citizens believe that's Bolsonaro's fault. They want people to believe that Bolsonaro is doing this, that he is the one ruining the country. And then in the meantime, we'll take over power. So they have this evil, maleficent plan. And this is global. This is global. It's not just in Brazil, but Brazil, because they have so many deep roots already, you know, it's easier for them. And the plan, because Brazil is such a big country, it's the biggest country in South America, it's the fifth biggest country in the world. If they don't take over Brazil, because their plan, the communist plan is to take over the whole entire South America. But if they don't take over Brazil, their plan is not going to work because all the other countries are very influenced by Brazil. And we have borders with all the South American countries. It sounds like countries. it's too late. It sounds like they're in there. They are in there. But like Bolsonaro, for instance, he only won the election last time because the previous election was stolen. Like there was proven that the machines were switching votes and this and that. So this came out and that's the only way that Bolsonaro was able to get elected. Well, so that portends well for us. Yes, it does. But that's the thing, like Brazil has border with all the countries in South America besides two countries, Chile and Ecuador. All the other countries have border with Brazil. So that's why it's so important for them to take over Brazil, because then it's a lot easier to take over the other countries. It's like the game Risk. Yeah. But they haven't been able yet. But if I was in Brazil right now, I would not comply. I would be challenging this whole stuff that's happening. And I would probably be in jail right now. So if you stand up in Brazil, you go to jail. Yeah, you do. Okay, so there we go. Not here, not yet. Not yet. Here in the US, say, not yet. But if we don't do anything, it's coming. You know, they, and that's the thing. I always tell my brother, like, oh, let's move somewhere else. Like, their plan, once they, t the same thing with Brazil, you know, in South America, but here it's with the world. If they take over the United States of America, it would be a lot easier for them to control the rest of the world. This is the country We're that the stands for freedom. Mm -hmm. We are the keystone. We, we have guns. We have guns. And that's another thing. Brazil, there was a campaign to get rid of the guns. When was that? Like about 15 years ago, 12 years ago. And that's when the uh, communist agenda advanced a lot because they got rid of their guns. They did get rid of their guns. They did. So they how, how, did they, how did they put that one over on the people? They just said, you know, let's uh, promote peace and no killing. No, no, no. They made that whole mind control. So, yeah, so only criminals will have the guns now. Well, now the criminals have the guns. Right, of course. People don't. And how are they going to protect themselves? And there is a huge collusion between the police force and the gangs. So they bribe. They, the, bribing in Brazil is the most common thing. You know, you bribe the cop, you bribe this, you bribe that. So the gangs bribe the cops and the cops, you know, support the gangs and all of that shenanigan that goes over it's there. It's all corrupt to the bone. It's all corrupt. So, yeah. And if we are not careful here, which is the, you know, bedstone for freedom, the United States of America, if they take over this country, they take over the world right. with a snap of their fingers. So that's why it's so important what we're doing right now, because the knowledge about rights got lost over years. Okay. And, you know, so we are learning. And I think it's very empowering. And once 
the majority of us knows, I think we have a chance. I think we should touch about connect locally, local power, not centralized power. I think we, we should bring back the power to local community because we can have, we can be more effective. Okay. Now what do you, what do you mean? I think, I mean, what I mean is like locally, like get in touch with your, like again, school board, the sheriff, go talk to your legislators, you know, reach out to the city council or, or the mayor. Okay, what happens if they've been infiltrated by the Agenda 21 communists? They don't want to hear what you have to say. Well, we got to get them out. Okay, there was, I heard something going on about a school board invasion in, uh, was it Vail, Nevada or New Mexico? Arizona. Was it Arizona? Yeah. Okay, one of those beautiful states. And um, what happened? So the Vail in Arizona, they, the, the, all the parents got together and they voted out. They just removed the school board and they, while they were all together, they voted on new members, the new members. Okay. So they, they so all the parents, all the parents, um, decided that they, do, they didn't want masks for the students. Okay. But the school board did not want to drop it. So the parents got together. They made them leave. They voted them out. How, do like, you, how does the parents go vote them out? How did they that just went all to this meeting. They went to the meeting and all of them are right there and they, they recorded it. Like all the parents are there together and they said like, we don't want the school board anymore. So we're just going to vote on new members right now. And they voted like on camera, like, okay, you and you and you and everybody voted. It seems like the whole county would have needed to have voted. I don't know. Well, they did mobilize. They, they mobilized. They mobilized and they, they stood up. And I think that's what we need to do locally, local, you know, bring the power back to the local community. And I think we can be a lot more effective that way than trying to reach to the governor or the federal government. Right. Like, you know, it's a longer path. Not that we can't do that. We can, but locally we can be more effective. Okay. So we need people to go be on the school board, to run for local office to go run for sheriff if you're feeling that we used to think oh they'll just do somebody else will do that you know they won't, they won't. Like, well they will well, they will or we can get together and this okay who wants to do this and then you know we can have our person in there we're the ones we've been waiting for yeah exactly so i think that will be a good start if people want to start somewhere you know and, and getting together and learning and this is all part of a process of taking our power back. Yeah, yeah. taking our power back. And Good. just really take action. You know, learn all this and take action. Because learning without action, what's the point? I keep wondering, how do you wake people up? And I keep getting this message of, you can't. They're either you ready. And then I had a guest who said, well, if they were meant to all be awake, then we wouldn't be waking them. I mean, obviously, there's the, the light is shining going into the tunnel to light the darkness. If everything lit up at once, you know, that, I guess that would be great. I mean, it would be great, but we're, we're doing our job, and it's meant to be dark on the other side. Well, I think it's about frequency as well, because if you look at, at this from a cosmic perspective, our galaxy is going through a shift like we're shifting to a fifth dimension we're going through this part of the galaxy that vibrates in a higher frequency that's all the the fifth dimension is is a change in frequency and people who don't rise their frequency or their consciousness in a sense 
they are not going to be able to exist in this planet because you have to be on that level of vibration to be able to be here. So I think a lot of what's happening has to do with that as well. Like people that are not rising to the occasion. Well, it seems like all the Illuminati would, Illuminati would drop dead. I would hope so. But that's, what they're, that's why they're trying this. They're trying to keep us in this third dimension vibrational frequency of fear so that they can control us and the, their biggest fear is for the human spirit to wake up and that's actually what needs to happen so they will vanish if all of us on a global scale rise up they will turn into dust immediately because they will have no power whatsoever because they can't control our souls anymore and that's the thing like if everybody says no to this jab or to the mask it's over. 25% of America has already said yes. Exactly. And that's why they still have power. But once we say no, if all the businesses say no and we are there to support them, what else can they do? And if we have the support from the police that is not there to enforce this crap, it's over. It's game over for them. But people need to rise up to the occasion. You know, they need to get out of there. Being in fear. We've been so conditioned to be okay with being told what to do and living in fear. And Well, but that's the thing. They have been studying the psychology and, you know, and how the mechanism works for so many years that they found a way through it. Like they found how a way. How were we immune? You and me. Because maybe we are in a higher frequency right maybe now. Maybe so. You know, we, we can't be easily penetrated. Because we in also have been studying this for so many years. And that, that being called the conspiracy theories means nothing to me. Right. It's like if conspiracy are facts. That's why I tell people when they tell me this. Like, oh, you're talking about facts, right? Because none of this is a theory. These are actual facts. You just look at the real studies and the real science. Not the fake stuff that they try to, you know, show us. When you go to the real things, you can see it very clearly. There's no doubt about it. So I think that's what needs to happen. It's like rise above, like get out of the fear state and start thinking yeah, again. It's not, it is a conspiracy. There is a conspiracy to take over the world. Well, they're, they're, that, they're, that the is a, they're, they're conspiring to take over the world. And we're not theorizing about it. It is absolutely in front of our faces. Yeah, it is in our faces all, all over the internet. And that's the thing, once you show people the information and they just don't want to look at it there's nothing we did everything we possibly could you're giving them like it's here look at it and if they don't want to look at it i think we are doing everything that we possibly can you know i have my clean consciousness that i've been showing this and screaming theoretically like in a figurative uh, figure of speech like screaming at the top of my lungs look at what's happening and whoever doesn't want to see it, at least I'm doing my part of showing them. Other than that, it's their choice what they want to do with their lives. It really is. Mm -hmm. It is, because they're free. Yeah, exactly. We still have that choice, right? Uh -huh. So, and that's you can the stick beauty your head in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you, Sachi. Oh, thank you. It's been lovely, Betsy. Okay. <laughs> well, if we were going to wrap this up, is there anything else you would want the world to know? I just want people to know that they can trust themselves, they can trust their immune system. There are things that we can do 
to empower ourselves and our physical bodies. And it's very liberating because then we don't have to be driven by fear and we can actually make conscious decisions to what's best for us. And I think uniting is very important and, you know, connecting with people is extremely important right now because isolation is one of the worst forms of, of punishment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, get out of your house, take the mask off, breathe some fresh air, get some sun, have fun, you know, get together with friends, have a laugh and just enjoy your life. And is living in fear worth it? I would rather mm -hmm. let go of the fear and live one more day. Exactly. This is temporary, Betsy. Life is temporary. Very. And we can enjoy so much, like it's an experience. And this body that we have is an amazing feeling machine. We can feel love and joy, and, but just get in touch with your heart. Like go inside, you know, find a way to get in touch with this feeling that's so important and just, you know, enjoy your life. Stop living and watching TV and living under the spell. Snap out of it, you know? It's, it's a great life, it really is. And we can have even a greater life if we just um, touch, be, go back to being with our humanity, like get in touch with your human side. Right. Yeah. So even if you're going to stand up and join forces with the, the, the freedom fighters, it doesn't mean being angry or, or you know, in a state of, of discontent. Not at all. No. no. In, fact, in fact, probably the best way to be a rebel right now is to just be happy. Be happy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Be happy. Show your smile. <laughs> you know, breathe some fresh air. Just go back to being yourself. Stop being controlled by all this fear-mongering. It's all fear-mongering. It really is because we have nothing to fear at all. We're all going to die anyway. It could be, I mean, yeah, an asteroid could hit tomorrow. Take your masks off. Don't listen to the TV. It's all propaganda. It is. And, and we are living proof of this because we have not been isolating. We are not wearing the damn thing, the face diaper. You know, we are free people. And we're as healthy as we can be because we're being happy too. Oh, here, look. Does this scare people? I'm going to hug you. <laughs> is that scary, people? <laughs> this is actually great. And when we are happy, it, it elevates our immune system. It makes us feel better. And that's totally connected with the way our body reacts to things. So I think it's extremely important to be happy. I just hugged you and I'm all like, <laughs> I feel my, my energy just got all vibrating high and... Um, Sachi, thank you so much for coming out and spending some time talking about these things that are so important to you and that should be so important to everybody. Thank you. Oh, yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. If you want to get in touch with me, obviously that's easy on a Telegram. I'm on Instagram. You can leave a comment on the video. If you want to get in touch with Sachi uh, for some reason. Yeah. Or I guess you could contact me. Um, yeah, you can contact me too. Um, I don't know, my email. Thank you so much for being part of the Freedom Junkie Radio, uh, Freedom Junkies that are out there. Be sure to <laughs> like, subscribe, comment, share, and 
we'll just and and make suggestions. This is all in a process, trying to figure out the best way to to reach in there and help people find more freedom in their lives and um, and to maintain the freedoms that we have and to know what our rights are. Hey, freedom junkies. I just want to thank you so much for being a part of this high vibe tribe, for being a freedom warrior. You can now head on over to freedomjunkieradio.com where you can find information about starting your own Know Your Rights study group and where you can buy the t-shirts. They're available along with a bunch of other merch and you can show your love by joining the Telegram group or even by sponsoring the show. I ask blessings on each and every one of you on our country and on our world. Till next time, be free. Yeah.